In today's episode of Begging for Change, I will discuss curriculum's founding fathers and popular educational theories. As a constructivist, I believe that the school, the educators, and the students influence curriculum internally, as does the world around the school and the events that are occurring externally. Resources, financial materials, human resources also influence curriculum. I think it's critical that we always ask, what is the knowledge, the skills, the values, the attitudes, and the dispositions slash habits of mind we want to shape um, as educators based on what we know about child development and what we believe is appropriate. And I think as a school, um, we have a mission We have beliefs, we have values, we have a philosophy of teaching and learning and curriculum um, that gives us our base to go from there in terms of creating and making decisions about curriculum. So as a constructivist, I believe that curriculum is influenced by all who are involved actively teaching and learning together. That was independent school principal, Lisa, discussing how her constructivist approach to teaching and learning impacts curriculum. I have to admit that when I graduated from college, I um, had heard of Jean Piaget, John Dewey, Lev Vygotsky. I couldn't at that time tell you why they were important or, or what they were really known for. After taking this course on curriculum at USF, I've learned a lot more about different approaches to curriculum and the founders that um, really influenced these theories and inform our present-day curriculum. The behavioral theory is a popular theory that suggests learning is behavioral. Teachers are responsible for the learning according to this theory. If If the student doesn't learn, the teacher has done or not done something. In his book, Analyzing the Curriculum, George Posner states, in all behavioral models, teachers are supposed to have a set of clear and specific objectives toward which they aim their teaching. Teaching then consists of explaining and demonstrating the attended behavior clearly and giving students practice with feedback to help them acquire proficiency and performance. This method seems to coincide with the mini-lesson approach. First, a teacher models or demonstrates a skill. Then she asks the students to practice the skill with a partner while giving feedback. And finally, she sends the students off to practice the skill on their own. This theory focuses on what kids are able to do at the end of the curriculum. The founding fathers of this theory of learning are John Watson, Ivan Pavlov, B.F. Skinner. Robert Mager is responsible for taking this theory and crafting it particularly for education teachers and implementing behavioral objectives during teaching. Franklin Bobbitt and Edward Thorndike are also contributors to this theory. In another episode, I'll talk about this a bit more and get into prescribed teaching that was born from this theory. So let's talk for a moment about Lisa's constructivist approach to learning. This is a response to and a shift from behaviorism. This theory suggests that learning is active and meaning is constructed from thinking, not memorizing. Prior knowledge must be considered, and the process is more important than performance. Creativity is important, too, 
Marie Clay's reading recovery uses the constructivist approach. Creating a society of lifelong learners is a goal of constructivists in education. We can thank constructivist theorists for project-based learning and student portfolios. I think we can see why Lisa is constructivist. Progressive schools practice constructivism. Some of the founding fathers of this approach of to learning are John Dewey, Jean Piaget, Jerome Bruner, and Noam Chomsky. Another well-known and used approach to curriculum development is the traditional education. This is what many teachers refer to as old school, where learning is exclusively done from textbooks. The teacher is the authority and lectures according to a set body of knowledge. Theorists such as William Harris and E.D. Hirsch argue that people need specific information or core curriculum in order to communicate with each other. Another educational theory is the experiential approach. While a traditional curriculum is narrow, an experiential curriculum would be very broad. This is a student-centered approach to learning. Kids learn by experiencing the world around them, and this learning is based on students' needs and interests. While experiential learning stands on the shoulders of John Dewey and Jean Piaget, David Kolb is the founder of this theory. So why are these theories important to curriculum development? They serve as a foundation of the history of U.S. schooling. The founders, though, serve as a warning. I named enough probably to make your head spin. Dewey, Piaget, Kolb, Vygotsky, Hirsch. Bobbitt, Harris, Bruner, Chomsky, the list goes on. The point I want to make is this. These are well-known and Googleable theorists and psychologists. Their theories are taught to teachers in college, and curriculum has followed these theories. Programs have been written based on them. So what? Something you should know. These theorists are all white males. Next time on Begging for Change, I will highlight female theorists, theorists of color, and indigenous theorists.